Greetings, wonks, and welcome. My name is Jo, and I am the wonky brain behind Mental Babble. You are invited to hang with me in the gardens of Babble On, in this brand new podcast, where I intend to bring Mental Babble to life. In this intro, I'll be explaining exactly what the hell Mental Babble is. I'll tell you a little bit about myself and how I came to be a mental health blogger. I'll also offer you the opportunity to have a say in the content of this podcast moving forward. I hope you'll join me for future episodes and I look forward to listeners getting in touch. So let's get the introductions out of the way and get going. Mental Babble is an online presence, intended to be stigma-squishing and informative. What started as a small personal blog has evolved over time to become my own small way of championing proactive and authentic dialogue about mental illness. When I found myself struggling to process the death of a loved one back in 2016, I set up a little WordPress blog with the intention of pursuing catharsis in the composition of posts. Over time, and moving past my bereavement, I ended up not posting much of anything. I forgot all about my little slice of the internet, until the August of 2017, when I had a total nervous breakdown. I have written about that Friday in 2017 before, and I do plan to tell you more in future episodes, But what's important for now is that you understand. Folks, I totally jumped off my rails completely. It's thanks to my partner, Dave, and my best friend, Grace, that I found myself finally seeking out and engaging with mental health services. I visited A&E a couple of times, had home visits from the crisis management team, and began accessing therapy. Perhaps most importantly, it was during this time that I sort of came out about being a mentally ill person, which came as a shock, if not a total surprise, to many people in my life. I sat down with my parents to have one of the hardest conversations of my life, about how I'd been unwell for a long time. Like, a long time. It was a little bit after this that I remembered my little blog, and I returned to begin writing again. Oh, I wrote and wrote and wrote, purging everything onto the page. And that's how Mental Babble was really born. So what began as a private online space for me to bash out posts about my ongoing trauma and recovery has evolved into something that I'm quite proud of. Mental Babble became a kind of radical honesty movement, onto the pages of which I splashed my truth for the perusal of really anybody who cared to look. Going public with my psychiatric problems was terrifying and it was a while before I actually even began putting my own name to my work. But once I began connecting with other wonky and wonderful people, I never looked back. Wonky and wonderful 
It was a hashtag or buzz phrase that I started using as a blogger to address the mentally ill masses. In the spirit of approaching this serious issue of mental health with wry and irreverent humour, I began using the word wonky to describe myself as a neurodivergent person. Lady Gaga has her monsters. I have my wonks, my wonky and wonderful readership, which is small but ever-growing. underpins mental illness. It's as I said, going public with stuff you've spent so much time and energy on hiding is mortifying and scary. When you open yourself up and let everything go, stop trying to hide everything, actually wave your arms about and say, hey, this is happening. Look at my pain. You feel exposed. You are exposed, I guess. You're exposing yourself to what could be criticism or judgment. You're opening yourself up to what could potentially be an unforgiving world. You're shedding the protective armor you have spent so long creating and potentially letting people poke about at your wounds. It's unsettling, it's frightening, and it can be unpleasant. You've spent so long feeling ashamed, feeling unentitled to help, and feeling that fear that striking out with this radical honesty and revealing yourself feels foolish and dangerous. What might your loved one say? How might it change how people see you? Who could it alienate? What might future potential employers think? What if people think less of me? It's not all about self-preservation either. Psychiatric illness can have a huge impact, not only on sufferers' own lives, but on those of their family and friends. It can affect their work, their social life, and those of their loved ones. That armor you're shedding has done more than protect your wounds from the world. It has also served to safeguard people you love from your truth, which might very well hurt them. But I'll tell you what, to quote someone more eloquent than me, the comfort zone is a nice place, but nothing grows there. It's in the first tentative steps out of the comfort zone that magic happens. Being authentic in your self-expression Communicating your needs, however great they might be, and asserting your own unique wonky wonder onto the world can be scary, but it can also make wonderful things happen. Imagine a society where mental illness is discussed just as readily and as openly as any other health issue. A world in which those of us with psychiatric problems could be open about our experiences and thus actually have our needs met, be better understood, and have mental health conversation normalised for future generations. When you begin sharing and communicating to the greatest extent you are able and living your truth, that's where the magic is. 
Since I began blogging in earnest, I have been contacted by strangers online who thank me for sharing. I have been approached by people in my life that I never imagined might be struggling, who have been grateful to me for my honesty. I have offered empathy and authenticity to people in their moments of need and experienced camaraderie like never before since I became a champion for mental health. Not only all of that, but I am the most mentally well I think I have been in my adult life. I attend therapy and engage with rehab services. I take my medication. I am, bit by bit, moving further and further away from the unhealthy coping mechanisms that used to leave me at serious risk and more towards productive and proactive long-term support. My employers, my friends, my family, oh, and a buttload of people on the internet, all know. They know about much of my difficulty. They know how often I struggle. They know that I am trying my best, and they do theirs to ensure I have the support that I need. When you take those first terrifying steps towards being real and authentic, you are doing your small part, not only to curate a better life for yourself and your loved ones, but also to build a better world for all of us. As hokey as it sounds, when you begin letting your unique brand of wonkiness show, magic truly happens. Your vibe attracts your tribe, as they say. Are there critical people? Sure. Will everyone support you? Hmm, Maybe not. But in embracing your neurodivergent truth, in asserting your uniqueness, you are becoming more than just your illness. You are acknowledging your pain and using it as a conduit, channeling your suffering into something bigger than yourself. You are being part of the change. And that, my friend, is really something. So here I am, at your service. I suppose I should tell you about me. My name's Jo. I was born in the southeast of England in 1989. I live in Essex with my partner of 10 years, and we have far too many cats. I'm an outspoken supporter of human rights, especially impassioned about LGBT plus issues, reproductive rights and racial equity. I'm a proud lefty, Remain voter, pro-choicer and an advocate for equality and diversity. I'll sometimes blog about issues that grind my gears and I encourage discussion and debate. I have no time for closed-mindedness on anyone's part, including those whose views align with my own. I'll always happily engage with civilised discussion on any topic and I'm always graciously open to people altering my worldview if their argument is compelling. I am a humanist, believing that we're all here, just doing what we think is right, acting on what we believe to be the common good, and I believe that compassion is of utmost importance in all things. When I'm not babbling, I enjoy reading, wildlife, singing, and live music. I was definitely built for comfort, not for speed, and would always rather go on a gentle amble somewhere beautiful or go to a museum than visit the gym. 
Above all, I value my aptitude for literacy the most. And I hope to use this strength for bettering my world. Terrible at maths and at baking, but able to make a mean lasagna, I'm a lover of animals. Other pastimes I enjoy include trying to draw, arts and crafts, drinking lots of tea, fiction writing, and trawling for Amazon stuff that I don't need. I love to hear from listeners, readers, and social media followers, and I want to hear what you want to hear. So how can you get in touch and help me develop content for my blog and podcasts? I want to hear from you about what you want from Mental Babble. I want to know the kind of content you're interested in reading or listening to. Plus, receiving messages and mail makes me quite happy. Maybe you have questions about mental illness, or you want more information on a particular topic. Perhaps you have a situation or a problem you'd like the fairy wonk mother to discuss. Maybe you'd be up for going live with me to discuss topics on Instagram. Or you might have a loved one with a mental illness and would like some guidance. Maybe you just want to know more about a particular subject. Whatever you want, I'd like to know. You can email me at mentalbabble at outlook.com or search for Mental Babble on Facebook or Instagram to reach me on there. That's mentalbabble at outlook.com or find me on social media. Oh, and I have to cover something important. I need listeners to realise that I am in no way a professional. I blog from my own experiences and stuff I've learned during my time as a wonky person myself. The name, mental babble and all written content of the blog is my property and permission is required to reproduce any of it. If you're creating something, I'm always happy to contribute. Just get in touch. I must advise listeners and readers that some of Mental Babble's content could be upsetting or triggering, so please exercise caution. Keep yourself safe, people. I'll try my best to flag up trigger warnings as and when they're relevant, but we all have different triggers, so just look out for yourself too. Okay, so that's me, in a nutshell. I hope Mental Babble is a place you might find interesting, helpful, empowering or educational. I hope that through balls-to-the-walls honesty and with an incontrovertible sense of humour, we can work together to take the sting out of mental illness and work towards a more enlightened world. I sound like a pageant queen. Mental Babble isn't simply intended as a vehicle for change though, it also plays an important role in my ongoing recovery, so I want to thank you for allowing me to express myself in this way. I really hope you get something out of Mental Babble, and I look forward to seeing you again really soon. This has been Joe, the wonky brain behind Mental Babble, officially welcoming you to the gardens of Babylon. See you soon! Babylon